This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Good morning, everybody. I got my uh, microphone right up in my grill like Bubba the Love Sponge told me I need to do. It is Sunday morning. The wifey is at church. And I am recording Glass Onions for you. And listen, make no bones about it. The walrus was Paul. It is Sunday. It is June 11th. It is 2023. And you know what, man? I got to be honest. I love, I love, I enjoy going down rabbit holes for you because there is so much going on under our noses. And we just tend to take things for granted and maybe not look deeper into things that we need to. You know, and I was I was doing black and white with Stevie Ray this week. And, you know, we were talking about the uh, the deaths of Michael Jackson and the the deaths of Prince. And how both of them just came out of nowhere. They absolutely came out of nowhere. And when they occurred, we questioned them for a couple of weeks. But then these things just tend to die. Um, and, And we accept it at face value for what it really was. You know, both of the deaths of Michael Jackson and Prince were due to, you know, drug use. Um, You know, a little different in the case of Michael Jackson. He was under a doctor's care and he needed that, what, profivol, whatever it is called, to help him sleep. And he'd been getting it administered for years. Um, But then... uh, you know, the same doctor, I believe it was Dr. Conrad, um, administering it to him. And then out of nowhere, up, gave him too much. Uh, he passed away, and we questioned it for about a week. And then we accepted. Uh, same with Prince. Died of a drug overdose. Um, and both both of these performers were kind of odds were kind of at odds with their record companies um, at the time. Guys, there are very, very powerful men in in, um, Hollywood, especially when it comes to entertainment. We have no idea, bro. We have no clue. So after talking about this with Stevie, I'm like, let's visit the rabbit hole. Maybe I missed something. And lo and behold, I did. Because I came across this article uh, that was actually on CNN.com. You know, not that, 
Not that we're going to believe what CNN tells us or any media outlet for that matter, but this is a um, this is a report. Um, this is not an opinion piece. This is a report of a trial that took place after the passing of Michael Jackson. And I read it, and it was very, very interesting to me. And it was written by Alan Duke. Bro, this is almost 10 years to the day, bro. To the day. Um, This is June 26, 2013. And the headline is, They're Going to Kill Me, Michael Jackson Told Son. Los Angeles, Michael Jackson often cried after talking to AEG live executives as he prepared for his comeback concerts. His oldest son testified Wednesday. Now, AEG was the company that Jackson was in uh, collaboration with to do that, that tour that was to take place overseas. Remember the movie, uh, This Is It? That was, you know, the tour that Michael Jackson was getting ready to do. You could see the DVD, This Is It, which is a great DVD. Guys, I, I've said this all the time. If you, did, if you did not think Michael Jackson was a genius, watch that video. Watch that video, This Is It. And you will you will clearly see that this man was a creative genius. Um, but Michael Jackson often cried after talking to AEG live executives as he prepared for his comeback concerts. His oldest son testified Wednesday. After he got off the phone, he would cry. Prince Jackson testified. He would say, "They're going to kill me." They're going to kill me. So this is, bro, pr uh, Prince Prince is 16 at the time. This is a 16-year-old kid. This ain't an 8-year-old kid. This is a 16-year-old kid quoting his father saying when he hung up the phone with AEG, they're going to kill me. His father told him he was talking about AEG Live, CEO Randy Phillips, and his ex-manager, Dr. Tommy Tommy, Prince said. Prince 16 began his testimony Wednesday morning in his family's wrongful death suit against Jackson's last concert promoter, AEG Live. His first 30 minutes on the stand were filled with videos and photographs of Jackson with his children. But then the questioning by Jackson lawyer Brian Panish focused on the last weeks of his father's life. Now, again, bro, understand uh, Prince is a 16-year-old kid. Um, now, now, of course, bro, we are talking about a lawsuit here. And we are probably talking about millions and millions and millions of dollars on the line. So could Prince have been dishonest? Man, I just got to tell you, 
I just can't see being dishonest when you're going to accuse somebody of murder. Prince testified that Phillips visited Jackson's rented Los Angeles Manson and spoke aggressively to Dr. Conrad Murray the night before his father's death. Now, I'm sure this is factual. I'm sure it it is documented that both Phillips and Dr. Murray were at the house the night before Michael Jackson's death. So now Prince is testifying that Phillips, you know, who runs AEG, was at Michael Jackson's mansion the night before Michael's death, and he was speaking aggressively to Dr. Conrad Murray, who was the physician on hand taking care of Michael Jackson. He was grabbing his elbow, Prince said. It looked aggressive to me. He was grabbing by the back of his elbow, and they were really close, and he was making hand motions. He couldn't hear what Phillips was saying to Murray, he said. Michael Jackson was not there because he was at the last rehearsal, Prince said. He called his father from the security guard shack telephone to let him know Phillips was there. His father asked him to offer Phillips food and drink. Prince said that was his last conversation with his father. Okay, so, I mean, Phillips definitely was there. You know, this is documented. And uh, Prince called Michael to give him a heads up. Michael was at rehearsal for the tour. And uh, Michael said, give him something to eat and drink. The next uh, the next uh, byline is, sorry, kids, your dad's dead. Prince recounted the day his father died four years ago. He saw his father hanging halfway off the bed. His eyes were rolled back. When he ran into the bedroom where Dr. Murray was doing CPR in a futile attempt to revive him, he said. He was doing CPR in a futile, futile effort to revive him. This according to Prince. Paris followed him up the stairs, but we kept pulling her down the stair, he said. She was screaming the whole time, saying she wants her daddy, he said. At the hospital later, Dr. Mary told them, sorry, kids, your dad's dead, Prince testified. Prince was 12 when the pop icon died, but he said his father confided in him about whom he trusted and didn't trust and what he feared as he prepared for his comeback concerts. So Prince, 12 at the time, remember, bro, he's 16 here on the stand. But his dad had died four years earlier. Michael Jackson's three children, Prince, Paris, and Blanket, and their grandmother, Catherine Jackson, are plaintiffs in the lawsuit, which contends AEG Live is liable in Jackson's death because the company hired, retained, or supervised Murray, the doctor convicted of involuntary manslaughter. Murray told investigators he gave Jackson 
nightly infusions of the surgical anesthetic propofol to treat his insomnia. So Murray said he was giving these doses, nightly infusions of propofol uh, nightly, nightly. The coroner ruled the singer died of an overdose of the drug. Bro, how is he going to die of an overdose of the drug if Dr. Murray is a is a doctor? Dr. Murray has been treating him nightly. He knows exactly how much to give him. He knows what dose is going to be deadly. However, one night, Dr. Murray gives Michael Jackson too much. AEG Live executives allegedly created a medical conflict of interest that pressured Murray to pursue the dangerous treatments so Jackson would be rested for rehearsals while ignoring warning signs that his health was failing. Jackson family lawyers argue. So AEG live executives allegedly created a medical conflict of interest that pressured Murray to pursue the dangerous treatments so Jackson would be rested for rehearsals while ignoring the warning signs that his health was failing. AEG Live lawyers contended that it was Jackson who chose and controlled the doctor and that company executives had no way of knowing what treatments Murray was delivering. Man, guys, I just, you know, again, we can be talking about an unethical doctor here in Conrad Murray, and maybe next week we'll look a little bit more into Conrad Murray. But if if Conrad is treating Michael and Michael has insomnia, Conrad knows exactly how much to give Michael so he can fall asleep. If Michael is not falling asleep and he's demanding for more, is ethically a doctor going to give him more knowing that it could kill him? Or can you just not say, I gave you more, and then psychologically Michael will think, that the dosage was upped, and then maybe he would fall asleep. Prince Jackson's 16th birthday gift, a career. Let's look at this. AEG Live lead lawyer Marvin Putman's cross-examination of Prince lasted just 25 minutes. It centered on trying to discredit his testimony about Philip's visit to his home and about cash payments that Prince said his father gave Murray at times. Prince stood by his story about the Phillips and Murray encounter, although he conceded it could have been two nights before his father's death and not the night before. Well, you know, bro, if if he's conceding that, he is saying, I'm not sure what night it was, It could have been two nights prior, but they were there. And I, and, and I saw the aggressive, aggressiveness of Phillips. 
The toll of losing their father. Prince's testimony gave Jackson's lawyer a chance to show jurors the emotional toll suffered by Jackson's children, which they would have to put a dollar figure on if they concluded AEG Live is liable in their father's death. I can't sleep at night, Prince says. I have a hard time sleeping. The death left him emotionally distant from a lot of people for a while, he said. He missed sharing with his father the first day going to school, having the first girlfriend, being able to drive, Prince testified. You know, bro, it's so hard because we forget Michael Jackson was a father. You know, we look at him as some kind of iconic figure, which he was, but he was also a father taking care of three children. While Paris Jackson's suicide attempt and hospitalization was not brought up in court, and it is unclear if jurors learned about it in the news, Prince did not speak about his sister. I think out of all my siblings, she was probably hit the hardest because she was my dad's princess, he said. Prince said the questioning of Paris by AEG Live Lawyers over two days in March was painful for her. She had some problems before after, and I assume during, he said. She definitely is dealing with it in her own way, her brother said. Paris, who was 11 when her father died, is not available to testify in person in court because she is hospital, uh, hospitalized for psychiatric treatment. Wow, what a um, what a sad story, bro. You know, really, what a, what a tragedy, man, these kids. While he and his sister no longer want to celebrate birthdays because it's not the same without their father, Blanket Now 11 does, Prince said. Right now, I don't know if Blanket realizes what he lost, he said. He was so young, he's still growing up just like I am, and he doesn't have a father to guide him. AEG Live attempted to compel Blanket, the youngest child, to testify, but the judge rejected its request after our psychologist said it would harm the boy. Changing the world. Jurors watched the home video of Michael Jackson questioning his three children about how they plan to change the world when they grow up. That's freaking awesome, bro. I mean, that is a that is a dad telling your kids, man, reach for the stars. Go for it. Make a difference. Change the world. Prince testified that the video was made at Christmas. What Christmas, what's Christmas mean? Jackson is heard asking his children. Love blanket responded. Who's blanket going to be to change this world? Jackson asked. I don't know. Blanket, who appeared to be about five at the time, answered. What does Paris want to be? Be honest. Search your heart, Jackson said. Help the poor, she answered. Paris also said she would like to be a gymnast. Prince told his father he aspired to be a movie director and architect because he liked making things. I mean, bro, this is a, you know, this is Michael Jackson, but this is a father and his kids. This is a very kabuki-ish death. Why, why is the doctor, why is Dr. Conrad even having conversations with the people of AEG. What does one have to do with the other? Private details revealed. Prince, who said his grade point average is 3.68 at the private school in Sherman Oaks, California, 
at the end of his sophomore year. He's a member of the National Honor Society, received artistic awards at school, he said. His extracurriculum activities include martial arts and working as a mechanic in his school's robotics program, he said. He wants to attend the University of Southern California to study film and business. His father taught him how the great ones made movies, including how to find shots. He gave him a lens that hung on a necklace that showed what a shot would look like, he said. Prince said while his school requires a certain amount of community service, he does more than that. He volunteers at children's hospitals in Los Angeles in a program that delivers books to young patients to keep their minds off their problem. Bro, this is a 16-year-old kid. This is a pretty, pretty sharp kid. Say what you want about Michael Jackson. This is a sharp kid. And we, we, we aren't reading about Michael Jackson's kids having issues. Well, you know, aside from dealing with his death, his father always said you should give back to the community and help out as much as you can, Prince said. The jury was shown video of Jackson and his children at the Neverland Ranch where they lived until moving after Jackson was acquitted in a child molestation trial. The family moved after the court case because there were complications, Prince said. They ruined it for my dad. One video showed a giraffe and several uh, alapacas in the Neverland Zoo. I never really went near them because they would spit on us, Prince said. The video also showed, showed the carnival rides at Neverland. We only went there and to the zoo on special occasions because my dad wanted us to remain humble, he said. Uh, yeah, you know, bro, see, you, you don't you don't see this side, bro, unless you look for it. When shown a picture of the father sitting with him at a piano, Prince said, I could never play an instrument and I definitely can't see. The trial is in his ninth week and is expected to last until August. What I'm going to do, guys, next week is I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go a little deeper into. um I want to go a little deeper into uh, Randy Phillips, the CEO of uh, AEG, and I want to go a little di- a little di- uh, deeper into Dr. Conrad Murray, because again, like I said, bro, this is um, this is very kabuki ish. If you are a higher doctor to ca- to care for you around the clock especially if you're dealing with insomnia and you need help sleeping. The doctor knows exactly what to give you. And I'm sure it is the same routine every day. Listen, man, Penelope's suffering from uh, allergies. So I give her Benadryl. I look right on the bottle, bro. It's all according to weight. Penelope's a fat slob at 67 pounds, bro. So for her weight, she gets two Benadryls like every eight hours or something. I give her four a day. I give her two at a time when she eats. Bro, what am I going to turn around tomorrow and give her five at a time? No. I know what the dosage is. This is a board-certified doctor, bro. He knows what he's doing. 
And why is the AEG guy having a conversation with him, let alone, uh, according to Prince, grabbing his elbow? And why was the attempt to revive him futile? Now, now let's be honest, bro. Could Dr. Murray, could Dr. Murray have been threatened with his life? Bro, think about that, man. If, if you are approached, by very powerful people, and it is either you or this guy. Come on, bro, 99.999% are going to choose that guy. So the fact that Phillips was there when he knew Jackson was rehearsing, the fact that he's having a conversation with Conrad either a night or two nights before, that's a little kabuki-ish to me, bro. So we're going to go a little deeper into this rabbit hole next week. Guys, if you find anything pertinent to this case, please let me know. Michael Jackson, bro, saying days before, When he's getting off the phone with AEG, they're going to kill me. They're going to kill me. Could Prince be lying? Bro, listen, everything we're reading about this kid, with with all the goofiness that was Michael Jackson, it looked like this kid had a very solid upbringing. It looked like his father taught him right from wrong. So let's dig a little deeper. Guys, if there's anything I should look at, dive into this case with me, bro. That's what this is all about. Dive into this case with me, bro. Email me, please, at officialvinceruso at gmail.com. That's it, bro, for this week's Glass Onions. We'll dive deeper next week. I will do a lot of research during the week. But there is one thing we do know for certain. The walrus was Paul. I'll see you all next week, man.